What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Guy Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dominic Alcantara. I am in quarantine. I am sweaty. I am in the Philippines, as always, recording another episode. Today, we have our guest calling in from Vancouver. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everybody, please stay safe. Please take this virus seriously. Please take 19 showers a day if you have to. Carry that hand sanitizer. Wear a face mask uh, if you're going out don't be stupid social distancing stay away from people just 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 do this thing the right way because we all want this to end already okay all right so let's get to our guest today we have the homie hubie calling in from vancouver uh hubie you want to say what's up hey what's up guys it's hubie here from vancouver if you don't know it's in the west coast just north of seattle and that's probably the best i can describe it oh word perfect 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 (laughs) hubie man tell the people uh tell the people what you do uh, so currently I'm untitled, but personally I like to do a lot of graphic design. Um, I, I also study architecture and I also like to take photos. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You do a little bit of everything. Well, a lot of everything really. Just a, uh, little, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the more details about you, how are you feeling about mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling about quarantine? How's social distancing going for you? Oh, I mean, it's interesting because like most of my social quarantine references and like like the knowledge I know about like COVID nineteen is like just from looking online. Like I rarely even look outside my window to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for the most part, just two weeks indoors hasn't been that bad. Like. Like, it went by pretty quick, so I'm not really that worried about anything. Um, my main issue might just be going to, like, the, conven- the convenience store and potentially contracting the disease because I had to go buy Oreos or something like that, but <laughs> nothing, nothing too major. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Wait, do you usually, do you do you live at home with your family or no? I live with family right now. It's, like, in the suburbs, but, like, still pretty close to downtown Vancouver. Okay, okay. All right, how's that going? You're 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 accustomed to staying at home with your family, I guess. Just until I graduate, then get a job, and then gotta move. Do your part, you know? Yeah, do your part exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So let's talk about that. What uh, what kind of job are you trying to get? What what are you studying exactly in school? You're studying architecture, right? Yeah. So basically, I'm at UBC, University of British Columbia, here in Vancouver. Um, and initially I was like, just like taking like almost engineering prerequisite, prerequisite sorry. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really entirely sure what I was, I wanted to do, but after like nearly failing all my math and physics courses, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> so then I switched over to do some like visual arts classes cause I was still unsure. And then there were a couple design courses I ended up liking. So I started to look into that. Then I just applied for the design program. And then I've just been studying architecture ever since. Word. How did you how did you end up settling on, on architecture? Um, so initially it was like the ENDS classes or like it, they were called ENDS, like environmental design studios. And compared to like the photography I did before and everything, 
whenever I presented my work like I normally present on Instagram or something like that, the pro the uh, professors would almost always like critique me or criticize my work, and for me it kind of was like a big slap in the face because I was like I wasn't used to anyone critiquing my work or downgrading it in any sense. Mm -hmm. So like just that constant, um, what's the word? Like seeking for feedback all the time, like in ways to m maybe push my work in ways that aren't so much. Um, what's the word for it? It's like very surface level. Like that's the thing I was trying to avoid back then. And I guess like when I was learning more about design, it was ways to avoid being surface level and create projects with more depth and push your work to the next level. So it was just like that um, idea that I really liked, which is why I ended up pursuing design in general. Word, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, huh. So, do you, are you like, are you taking freelance jobs at the moment? Or are you, um, I, I've always wondered, like, with your Instagram and things like that, like, is, is it mm -hmm. the majority of the stuff that you're posting, is that just stuff that you create for the sake of creating? Or is that stuff that's work related or school related? <laughs> So some of the things on my Instagram, like obviously I don't post that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that's due to it because like a lot of my time does go into like school projects because they do take up quite a bit of time. Yeah. And then on top of that, like whenever I want to do like a for fun or creative project on my own or like a passion project, it still requires almost the same amount of time as like longer studio projects because I just like to go through that entire thorough design process even though the end result might not look like that. Right. So, which is ultimately why I have such small projects. But in terms of like work and freelancing, like I still do like different jobs on the side. Like one example is uh, doing cover arts for this um, uh, Vancouver based rapper, his name's Crescent. So I've just been like managing his branding and doing all of his cover art. So that's like been my main um, job for the last like year or so. Oh, damn. I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, no one knows until, like, oh, you're the guy that does the cover arts. I'm like, yeah, it's, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. I really had no idea. Uh, where, can, where can we find those at? Where, what's the guy's name? Uh, Cre uh, the Lunar, or I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Crescent or the Lunar Cycle. Like, one of those two on Instagram. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> all right, yeah. Send me a link later. I'll check it out. But it's just all, all my cover art. You just have to click the tag people, and then it's, like, all there. Ah, uh, wait, okay. Are you still running two Instagram accounts right now? So, I'm trying to find your other one. Okay, it's it's named. Uh, I just changed the name recently, actually. I have to double check, but it's something. It's oh, it's a uh, nosy librarian. Nosy uh, -O librarian. N o s y librarian. Okay, how did that happen? <laughs> well, initially that was like my main account. Then I switched over because I didn't really enjoy like the like the way I interacted with different people, like it felt like I was given a pedestal and people were like intimidated by that, that uh, difference between height. So by me restarting my account, like I wanted it so that people could approach me without having to feel uh, uncomfortable or like on a different level of some sort. And honestly, it's been working out a lot better for me. 
Ah, interesting. That's actually a topic I want to I want to stick to. Justin and I were chatting about this recently a couple mm-hmm. of days ago about yeah. this idea of accessibility, I guess, based right. on your your followers, your numbers, your statistics and things like that. Because when Justin right. posted those that series of tweets, the 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 normal series that he put it on Instagram, mm-hmm. he was telling me that so many people sent him DMs about it like I think around 100 people sent him DMs just based yeah, off I saw of those. like the numbers. From, yeah, that was yeah. crazy and he received 100 dms based on just that one post and i was like how do you even manage that 100 dms like yeah like I, people i can't do that i don't i don't ever do that like when i see one dm i immediately just swipe the notification away and look at it again like three days later you know i don't i don't like really understand <laughs> yeah and then to deal with 100 exactly so what was um how first of all how did you develop that that large following on Instagram. What were you? What content were you working on at the time? Because mm-hmm. we so, we met pretty late on. I think. I think you had kind of already changed your accounts by the time we, or pretty soon after we met, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Well, initially it was just me, like, like hashtagging different, um, I guess, aesthetic neon light things, hype beast photos, repost pages. So like I was always like trying to milk that and um, abuse like the numbers that I could. So like thirty hashtags or like twenty tags. Yeah. And then just like targeting different repost pages that would hopefully repost my stuff. And then of course, like follow for follow, like telling people you'll you'll like this. Like I was like on several common groups, unfortunately, but oh shit, really? Just, just like things to boost your engagement, right? So yeah, I was like always like doing that, trying to get my numbers up, and then like it peaked at like 17k one day after like i got a repost on hypebeast and then that was basically the majority of that and then i switched over eventually damn okay so when when you were in that period of you know Mm -hmm. we were actually doing that instagram hustle that social media like hustle like were you enjoying it or like did you did you back away from it strictly just because of the accessibility the like what you said before or did you actually not really enjoy it you were just doing it for the sake of doing it well initially like obviously like when you're experiencing something new in terms of social media or like some new creative form of course it's going to be um it's going to be fun and enjoyable and obviously if there, if you see numbers increasing then obviously your ego might also increase proportionally <laughs> yeah and, and your and your mood obviously is probably like oh great extra thousand followers like that must mean I'm a great photographer or things right. associated with that idea. Exactly. So basically I was like taking photos, like I was getting a lot of traction and I felt really good about myself. And then just, yeah, once I started taking those design courses, I really started questioning what I was doing. And then when I started questioning myself, that's when I realized like, oh crap, maybe I'm not like that great of a photographer. Like I don't even understand studio lighting. I don't understand manual settings of a camera i don't i rely too much on like post process editing in lightroom rather than like in camera when you're shooting so like when you're able to take a step back and really reevaluate yourself that's when you'll see that the things that you're lacking and how you can improve yourself in the future yeah that's a great point that's a great point but so you were saying that the the design courses you were taking in school are what kind of encouraged Mm -hmm. you to take that step back yeah, they almost set up like a framework, like 
they're like designed in a way to make you think about like what you're doing and why you're doing it and every step as well as like indulging in the process and really um like exaggerating the process mm-hmm. so for example like let's say i were to do a photo shoot for nike and nike said hey we want you to do an editorial for a happy spring um marathon like let's say that's the theme like my original self might just go to track shoot some really like attractive people and then put some filter on it and then call the day send it to nike and it'll probably probably be good yeah but in terms of like stepping back and like thinking towards like like the the design education background i've had i might do like some research on nike do like a case study on their editorials even go as far as to say like what does it mean to have like a happy spring marathon what is happy what is spring what is marathon and really just conceptualizing that framework and then finding the best way to represent that whether that's through print photography video and then just go about it in that sense so that might just be that that might be the main difference i'd say yeah yeah no that absolutely makes sense no that's great because um i think unfortunately your your first example there not doing the case study just taking the photos of beautiful people and then slapping a filter on it is the way that probably the majority of creatives are thinking and have always thought you know Mm -hmm. without actually doing the market research the 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 like contextualizing the creative that you're going to make Mm -hmm. that's that's a great point that i think a lot of our listeners can benefit from because you know not a lot of people think like that until you get to that the place where you're at where you're taking those classes where you're reading these books you know you have to kind of get right. these ideas from somewhere else to be able to pursue that extra angle of mm-hmm. your creativity that's that's great man has now I, I was just curious like have you uh you don't have to like specifically give examples or anything but mm-hmm. how has how do you feel like your um how should i say this do companies approach you often now that you've rebranded your instagram now that you've recreated yourself on a different profile i wouldn't say companies um and obviously like but my does goal work is, still find you consistently that's what i'm saying um it's either work or people that would ask for recommendations or consultations okay um but it's not like as crazy as before except now it's like more diverse in terms of work so sometimes it might be photography sometimes it might be like i need a poster or something like that or i just need feedback on how to improve my resume or something like that so yeah. just things like all all over the place that's great man that's actually really really good that's great that it's it's continued to be steady and actually grow and and, and become more diverse while you've you know mm-hmm. you've backed away from the the larger profile with the bigger numbers um, you mentioned something there that I wanted to bring up. Um, which account are you doing? The, the, the Are you still doing menu, menu reviews these days? Um, well, not as of late, just because of the school. And school. I, I don't really go out. Like, I might go out like once or twice a month, to be honest. And not I'll just work. be at home and like be a turtle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like when I am out, like normally I will take photos of menus and then I might just review them like weeks later. Like, I still have, like, a lot, like, in my photo roll. And you, not only do you do the menu reviews, but you also kind of review 
random items? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like random chairs, like furniture, um, accessories, like whatnot, like the ergonomic value. Did you are... did you recently review toothpaste, or am I making that up? Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that, you, I was not. You're not making that up. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because you... it was just like. Uh, yeah, on, no, I was just like walking in um, Superstore, which is basically like Canadian Walmart, which is more niche and small and it's green. So basically, I just walked into the toothpaste section. I was like, all right, where's that $1 toothpaste I wanted? And obviously, like $1 toothpaste is good. You shouldn't be spending any more than $1 unless you need to. But yeah. then my inner self was like, okay, what happens if I were to spend just a little bit more on toothpaste? So I was like, okay, this thing's five bucks. It's not too bad. I mean, the product, like, labeling and um, packaging looks great. So I was like, I'll just go with this. So, like, for six bucks, I bought it, took it home, didn't think too much about it. And then I opened it, and I'm like, wow, this this thing, like, feels like it's $5. Like, like you know when you hold, like, a normal toothpaste sack, it has, like, this uh, this rubbery, like, slippery feeling to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and then, like, <laughs> when I grabbed this toothpaste, it had, like, a like a nice matte like texturized finish and it had like um embossed like text in it and like the colors were just like really nice so i'm like dude this is like people are sleeping on this so i was like let's do a review and so basically <laughs> most of the reviews i do are like things that people can actually have like, like things people have access to like for example like toothpaste or maybe i don't know a certain type of hat or bag or even pens, like pen, pens and things from Muji are probably like my favorite things to look at and let people yeah, know sure. about. Yeah, that's pretty dope, man. Have you ever, have you had like a, has there been anything you reviewed that like particularly went viral for, for any random reason? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say viral, but in terms of like larger than usual engagement, larger than you. Yeah, it was like the Muji pens. And I think this was on my oh, no, this was on my new account. Basically, Muji made this um, clicky pen and it had a, it was like a gel pen. And basically they re, re they redesigned it to like a second version. And so basically before the second version got released, I decided to buy all the colors for the first one because I was like, no, I actually like these pens. I don't want them to go. And then so I had all those pens. And then like the week after, I went back to Muji and bought all the new pens, which were like two bucks each. And then so I, I came home one day and then there was like 36 pens on my table. I'm like, <laughs> well, now what, what am I going to do with these? So I was like, you know, maybe I should let the people know what they're missing out on. So I, then I was like, okay, I'm going to do a review on these pens. And then, so I started like breaking them down, like the construction of them, like what does it look like when you take all the parts apart? Um, and then obviously like more subjective things, like which one feels better, which one's like nicer to style and whatnot. And then when I look back on it, like you, usually when you look at your stories, it says like the numbers like forwarded back, replies. Yeah. Like, I noticed that my back was, like, the ratio was, like, almost one-to-one -one with the viewers. So I'm, like, did everyone oh, just literally go back? So I'm, like, this is crazy. So I'm, like, do people actually care about pens? And I was, like... <laughs> and then that's what led me to doing, like, uh, more polls, like, gauging if people actually really cared about, like, this object. Or, and apparently they did. And then, like, what I noticed was that 
a lot more of my friends were like buying these pens that I would that I would review or like for example the toothpaste or even like the can opener thing I had like a couple months ago I think I remember seeing that one as well that was a good can opener <laughs> this dude this is this this whole concept that you do is very interesting to me because I I don't think I've ever seen anybody else do anything like this mm-hmm. and like have have you thought about pursuing it on a more consistent basis as something as like a weird niche brand of you know content I guess mm-hmm. I don't really know what other word to use like <laughs> like have you well, thought I mean, about I've... pursuing that on a on a more consistent basis like do well, you think that could turn into something well I mean it could be like a YouTube video or even like TikTok like little yeah, snippets I was thinking which it I could think kind like, of be a TikTok like that would be great well I mean like if if you go on YouTube there's this one guy um I believe it's unboxing therapy really good guy I love his content but basically he goes and buys like some of the more newer um products so maybe not so much like the like the Muji pens, but he might say like, "Okay, iPhone 11, how is it? Should you buy it? Compares it to like iPhone 10, like things like that." And like, obviously, there's some other smaller products, but really good. I love his stuff. But is he is he primarily doing like more uh, mainstream and on trend items products? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, for the most part. See, but that's that's the difference, man. You're reviewing Muji pens and can openers and fucking <laughs> random. <laughs> Very random, random shit. Thing. <laughs> things your grandma would use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> things <laughs> things old people think about. <laughs> How to make your grandpa's life better in 2020. <laughs> get him this can opener, get him these pens. <laughs> get him this tie for this suit. Great. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love it. I personally love it. And whenever you do a menu review, I'm always just like, I'm, I'm, I fully tap in on those things. Whenever I see one on your story, I'm like, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. see... I want to see what's good with this restaurant, what their menu is looking like. Is this menu good or is this menu bad? I need to know this right now. Exactly, because I think most people don't know or don't even think about, like, when they're looking at a menu. I know I usually do now after seeing your your reviews. Mm -hmm. I actually started to pay attention to menus, but before that, like, I never really Mm -hmm. cared. I just looked at what the food was. Yeah, no, like, a lot of people I've talked to, they're like... Yo, every time I go to like a restaurant, sit down, and I see like a bad menu, it's like the first thing they think of is like, oh, it's Hubie. I need to send this to him. He needs to roast <laughs> this thing to the ground and get this redesigned. This is terrible. This is like not acceptable anymore in 2020. <laughs> so I mean, that's like part of the reason why I still do. I, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, man. And educational to some to some extent. No, it definitely is. It's definitely educational to an extent because. A lot of people don't even know the difference between good design and bad design, but then when you contextualize it to something as simple as a restaurant's menu, which we all see on a pretty consistent basis, then that's an easier way to learn because it's, you know, it's a solid example of something that we all see. And their everyday, like, quotidian life. and their... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man, you've done a lot of different stuff throughout your... I mean, how long have you, how long have you been, like considering yourself a creative um i don't know i kind of have a dilemma with the term creative okay i don't know like i've always like been unsettled i just think it's not maybe the best word to describe someone yeah but there really isn't another word that i can think of that would be better than that it's just (laughs) i think it's just oversaturated like oh i'm a creative i do this this and that 
you should hire me over this creative. Yeah. Like, that's just me, though, personally. No, I totally agree with that. But I mean, like, I would I would have labeled myself as, like, photographer, like, four or five years ago, and then maybe, at, like, last three, two years, maybe. Just, like, a general designer. Okay. I would say, because, like, design's more of a general um knowledge of like like an agglomeration of like multiple things um whereas like maybe graphic designer or like architect is just like specifically that thing right so i haven't like specialized in anything yet so I, i would just say like general designer or something like that but once you do finish school, um, what kind of career path do you think you're going to pursue if you had to choose one? Not saying you have to, because obviously that's the way life works these days. You don't really have to. But if you had to choose well, one. If I did, it would probably be architecture. And the only reason is because, like, like, not to be biased or anything, but I'd argue that architecture is probably the more, comp- like, the most complex, like, form of design out there, simply because it's, like, creating space that people have to inhabit for like the rest of their lives mm-hmm. like comparing that to like let's say for example like maybe a jacket which you might only be wearing for several months or maybe like a vehicle that you might use for like 10 years or like five years like basically designing something for such a long lifespan i think is really like complex yeah it is it is man i haven't even and then- I haven't mm-hmm. even thought about that. Wow. Okay. Go on, and go then, on. And like, it's because, like, since it's the most complicated form of design, like, designing anything else, I wouldn't say it would be, like, necessarily easy, but it would be less... It should be less complicated than designing a space for someone. Right. Which is why, if I had to pick one, I would go that route. Hmm. Okay. You, you weren't really into architecture yet until you got into the design program in your school? Mm-hmm. So That's then how right. how has your, like, progression been over the however many years that you've been in the course? Like, where do you, f- like, what level of confidence are you at now with, with where you're at? Because you are graduating this year. So, like, right. do you feel like you're ready to go and just hop out and get into a, a design firm, an architecture firm? Well, the thing is, like, I, I'm still graduating with, like, a bachelor's degree. Like, okay. for architecture, you'd need a master's and then you'd need, like, your license after oh, X fuck, amount really? of like hours and then that's only if you want to design in Canada like if you want to design somewhere else you need to get that like sorted out so that's like even more work on top so which is why like as much as I like architecture I'm I don't know if I'm gonna actually pursue architecture entirely just because of the, the sheer amount of work you have to put in as well as um personally I'd rather make things that are small scale like like a product or like a piece of furniture that someone can interact with and enjoy right. versus like cr- creating an entire space with, which seems a little a little too grand for me at, at the current moment right okay yeah that's that, that answers the question so that's interesting so if you, if you wanted to go into that direction would you have to uh, like I really have no idea like what is that mm-hmm. how do you become a designer of these types of products like where do you have to work do you have to work for a company that does a certain thing like what what does mm-hmm. that what does that career path look like 
so obviously it's not as complex as getting like a master's or like a um a uh, license or anything like that it's mm-hmm. it's just getting like a degree and then i think it's more so getting actual like experience because like realistically like you can design a chair and you can sell that to whoever you want but you can't go and design a house without a degree and then just sell that like <laughs> un- under like under your bed or something to someone else like on the side like you all sell you this house i made like last week bro <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy opens his jacket like yo i got keys to this house i designed last week yo I'm like, <laughs> that's true that's true yeah so so if that's the case where you want to design furniture and things like that like do mm-hmm. you do you have to is that something you can do on your own and then pitch to companies or is it something that you have to be employed by a company to kind of be able to comfortably actually design and produce these things I think it's just like whatever you're more comfortable with and obviously when you're working alone you need to understand that you're not going to be able to mass produce unless you have connections with like a factory or something. Of course, yeah. And then like the beauty of having a team is that you're able to like bounce your ideas off each other. So like, for example, if I were to design a chair and I was to do it in my own garage versus like if I were to do it at a design agency that I would apply for, then at least at the agency, I can say like, hey, Tom, hey, Carrie, hey, Cassie, can you guys sit on this chair? I want to check if like the um, ergonomics or the proportions are correct, or they're more suitable for more people. And obviously you don't have that um, that additional asset at home. Huh, yeah, so, okay. So with you graduating soon, I, I am curious, um, how do you feel about your level of work experience right now? Like going into the, going into the job field, into the real world as they say. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel about your level of job experience that you've acquired over the years? Like how do you um, wh- when do you and when do you feel like it's enough? Uh, so to answer the first question, I feel like like the way our professors were presenting our assignments and getting us to think of like like client oriented already at such an early stage, I think oh, it does good. prepare you prepare you well for like presenting what these people are actually looking for. Right. Um. So. One um, company I'm trying to like work for is Arcteryx, and um, one of the things that like I'm doing is like making a design portfolio. And obviously, it's not just like throwing everything I've designed great and just putting it in. Like I'm probably gonna most likely go home after I graduate, start designing things that would be of interest to Arcteryx. So, for example, uh, maybe creating a, re- a retail space and then rendering that. And then having mm-hmm. drawings for that, that would be like one piece. And then maybe the other piece might be like a branding lookbook for their um, their latest draw. And so those are two more tailored things versus um, someone else that I might be competing against who just like throw like um, some branding package of an iPhone plus this building that they made that has like no like association with the brand. So I think like I have like a decent chance, but obviously like there's still a lot of like respectable competition out there that I shouldn't, you know, be holding my head up high like that. Right. Um, and the second question was, uh, oh, when, 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 like, when do you know if it's enough? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, the more, 
like there's a saying like the more you know the less you actually know <laughs> mm-hmm. so like basically the more you make the more you realize that there's there's basically more to make there's always like an abundance of things like, right there's always so much more like, that you haven't made yet and like there's so many people saying like oh my god like instagram so saturated like everything that's been made has already been taken and like the thing is it's because like <clears throat> they're trying to think of like a completely brand new thing like so for example like maybe the first slipper like they're trying to think of something like on that level whereas like today like things that i'm trying to create are like <clears throat> taking two things already made but like kind of t- morphing them together and creating like a new object that is a resultant of like um the combination of two things that are disassociated i would say hmm all right yeah that makes sense that makes sense i mean it's it's uh I don't know. Going going back to that second question, it's it's always tough for me because like I personally don't have a degree, right? And I dropped out of college, mm-hmm. and I have been trying to amass as much work experience that I possibly can over the last few years. That isn't like my typical restaurant and retail jobs that I've done since right. I was in high school, just to pay rent and shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the majority of my work experience personally is through the barangay like it's all like very entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. stuff that are tasks that have been assigned to me or that i've created for myself and you know pursued it to the best of my abilities and then it's like hey here's my resume this is what i got this is what i've done it's all Mm -hmm. under my you know under a company that my friends and i started together (laughs) like like how how do i how do i make that into something that seems real and realistic so that when i put it on a resume i don't feel like i'm lying when i'm putting it there you know what I mean? Um, well, I think part of it is like understanding, like when you create a resume, it's obviously for someone. Right. And I'd, I'd say one of the biggest mistakes is like handing out the same resume to like different people. Oh yeah. And absolutely. obviously like some people might like tweak it a little bit and like, that's fine. But like at the end of the day, you need to realize that the people that you're like the specific like every single person you hand a resume to is looking for completely different things so like your your resume like your portfolio should be like completely different so like if this person's a businessman like does this person want to see my content or does this person want to read my content versus like if i'm applying to an architectural firm like these people probably don't care about what i'm writing on my resume they want to see like visually like what i'm able to produce why i'm what i'm thinking about and that sort of thing. So obviously, like, you need to understand, like, what is your client looking for? How, what is their bias? What is their perspective on the world? And then you have to almost tailor your own work to fit that. Otherwise, they might just hire someone else at the end of the day. That's the way right. I look at it, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. No, I totally agree. Yeah. First things first, don't ever be handing out the same resume to a bunch of different yeah, people unless, that's, you're, that's unless like, you're just trying to be like a sales associate in any fucking retail store. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I worked here, here, and here. Yeah. Uh, Nordstrom, uh, what else is there? Whole yeah. through that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, I've done that before, but hopefully not doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone you, goes through that. How did you kind of uh, amass this this knowledge and awareness of things like this of resumes and you know 
what is fuck i don't even know um, how to explain it but you know how did how I'm, did you get to this point where you feel like you can answer these questions like have you always been a high is, research like, kind of guy like for me personally like i'm not the one that actually has like gone out there and handed out my resume it's just the thing is like i would like talk to people about it mm-hmm. and part i guess part of this knowledge of like me being being able to deconstruct these questions and like answering in a way that makes like the most sense is because like at its core like i think it's like just like like brutal empathy i think like like being able to put your place in like the client's shoes or maybe in the um, employee's shoes or in like your friend's shoes like what is this person thinking what do they want what do they need how can I help them sort of thing but like until you're able to actually put yourself into their mindset you're always going to be stuck in your own and you're never going to be able to adjust your own content to them I think that's like probably like my biggest strength in terms of like being able to analyze these certain things wow all right yeah no i i agree um yeah man i've always felt that you've you've been one of the one of the brightest people that i've known over the last few years you know uh obviously we haven't spent too much time around each other because you live in vancouver and for the majority of the time that we've known each other i've been living in the philippines so (laughs) you're sleeping when i'm awake so yeah exactly the usual same as everybody else in the group Mm -hmm. but um yeah man i've always i've always wanted to you know whatever opportunity i have to pick your brain not only to to benefit me from like a you know trying to advance myself in in the career world and whatnot but also just kind of to learn learn in general i mean everyone's got something to teach right everyone has different Mm -hmm. perspectives and backgrounds so exactly do you do you feel like you have any um any favorite ways to learn like what kind of learner are you for me personally like i would say like 75 percent like visual learner okay and then like when things like really really pique my interest i might go and read about it like for example like if i want to learn like how to make something or how to design something i'm straight away going to like a video Mm. but if it's like an idea of like how do i how do I understand the client or how do I make a better space for someone or how do I make a product that makes someone feel comfortable or happy? Like those things I might read about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you do, do you do a lot of reading or not so much? Well, I mean, I'd say like two, like a couple of years ago or even last year, I went on like this book, like, friends you know i just started buying books like indiscriminately and then i just started reading them and then i realized like um i'm a poor like student so maybe i shouldn't be buying all these books i should just go to the library because it's free so true i mean i've just like binged through all my books yeah binging do you have any um any favorite design books or not necessarily books but authors or anything like that that you might want to recommend to people um, I mean, I wouldn't say like there's like any authors in general. It's more so that I think if people were to go to the bookstore and you were to look at 
a different section that from what you normally go to you might learn something new and interesting that might put you in a rabbit hole but then you might come out like enlightened i'd say like just try different genres try different books the more you know the better hell yeah hell yeah wait do you, like, even, do you have a favorite genre of books do you read like sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well i mean like i do watch anime and a lot of it is sci-fi Same. yeah and and like honestly like the soundtracks and the graphics are like super inspirational like fuck yeah like if i could make like the dream portfolio it'd be like it would look like a sci-fi anime that's that's what it would look it would look like the intro like some crazy like like techno like neo-futuristic moving parts and like different <laughs> geometric shapes like bouncing around like an interactive that would be that would be great really fast german bass percussion patterns yeah. and shit like that <laughs> so like yo what is this portfolio man like you're from 2050 or something man. <laughs> yeah yeah that's dope that's dope um Fuck, I actually, I did want to talk to you. You kind of reminded me. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of reminded me about your, your recent photography. I mean, not even that recent. Yeah. It's just kind of what you've been sharing on Instagram. Um, oh, the random stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I don't even know if I'd call it random. It's just, uh, it, it is what it is. Like, scrolling back to stuff from last year, all of these black my, and white, my, the, my the new, black and my white photos, or the uh, my old account, the nosy uh, on, uh, on the Hubie account, on the Hubie account. Okay, okay, not the nosy librarian. Yeah, not the nosy librarian. <laughs> Dude, this stuff, I I'm I'm looking through it right now, and I can't believe I haven't liked these things because I've looked at them so many times. Why have I not liked these things? Um, I tend to like post it, archive it right away, so no one sees it. So like, for those that really care, it's it's there for them to look at, but. Dude, I check your I check your Instagram pretty often just for reference. <laughs> Double checking, like, oh, I missed this post. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. Shit, man. This stuff is beautiful. Like ten new notifications. It's all me. It's all me. It's all uh, like this Dumb photo from fuck. this photo of the bridge over this little creek, this river with the person standing in the center mm-hmm. of the bridge. Uh, that was like. When it snowed like one day like really bad and I was like I think I know one spot <clears throat> like it was on campus like at UBC and I was like cause like I used to go there just to walk like and then just reflect on life and ponder about things but like I figured that like it would look really interesting during the snow so I brought my friend over and then I just set it up and like I took a photo like I was just I wasn't really going for much there but yeah dude it's beautiful i love this photo i really love that photo like so much of your stuff is is very very unusual and i'm wondering where do you take your inspiration for these photos that are portraits but they're not necessarily focused on the actual portrait where you have Mm -hmm. these people posed but there's so much else going on in these images right so like i would say the last two years i've been trying to like solidify a like solo gallery exhibit um the like the main focus was the movement and form of a person in context with what was going on in their surroundings or basically using their movement to highlight like um like built infrastructure or like Mm. like just like form around them 
Okay. Um, but I couldn't really, like, I still haven't been able to solidify, like, a main theme. Like, I've always been bouncing around, like, titles that have, like, uh, alliteration or assonance. So, like, one example is, like, Ben's Burgers. Like, it's, they both start with B. It's a catchy title. <laughs> and I've seen, like, so many galleries that do that. But, like, the main title I was thinking of, like, had that sort of thing but where they both started with two S's. And my main problem was that the title didn't infer anything beyond surface level than what it presented. Just It just sounded nice and fancy because they ha both started with S, so... I'm still, like, playing around with that, but that's, like, the main idea for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, like you said before, I feel like you do such a great job of highlighting the actual setting that the image is taking place in and not just the, mm -hmm. obviously, not just the portrait. Um, there, there are so many photos here that are just beautiful man really really beautiful what what is this one this one where it's this the woman sitting with this this hat on fuck i'm sending it to you right now is, this it, is it the green one the green one no no no. it's black and white i i just black commented on it um it's got all these little circles and these these lines these perpendicular lines with the oh, dotted lines right so that was in paris it was uh I, I was I would say that that place is like the spot for like people to take photos in Paris. Okay. And, and like obviously me, I was just like I I just wanted to see it because the geometric patterns were just very intriguing and yeah, the man. space in general is very like general. So I wanted to just take a look at it. Um, but no, I brought my uh, my friend was there, so I decided to, like we if we should just go shoot. So we went there. Um. And like I didn't really think too much of it, but since I wanted to do a portrait I didn't want to take too much away from uh, I would say like the background and the environment and the only way to do that is by embracing the form that's around you or the um, what's inferred mm -hmm. so basically my idea was that if I could somehow like, att like attach her to one of um, the geometric like shapes it wouldn't take away from the balance of the space when it looks empty but then she's posed in a way that you can still see her and it's still a portrait yeah but yeah that was that was just that yeah man that's beautiful that's awesome man i really i really really think you're one of the the best creatives that I, I mean i know we don't like that word but one of the most creative creatives that i've seen when it comes to photography because so many of us are just doing the same boring shit over and over and over again and mm -hmm. everybody always says photography is so saturated blah 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 <laughs> but then i show them your profile or other other people in our group and they're just mm -hmm. like okay yeah we didn't know that you could do this thing and you know and not, then now you know now you know exactly the more you know the more you know damn man yeah, it's been good catching up, dude. It's been a very, very long time. Been a good long year or two. <laughs> year and or a half, three. two years. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yo, do you have any... Mm -hmm. Have you been... I know you're doing school stuff and everything, but do you have any like uh, podcasts or movies or shows that you've been into lately? Um, I would say if you want a better understanding of... Um, maybe like graphic design in general or building empathy for a client whether it's through graphic design photography or just like business management in general like uh i listen to a couple podcasts but not really it's mostly just the youtube videos because like i like like hearing them talk and then seeing like their facial expression but uh it's called the future it's just f-u-t-u-r no e at the end 
Um, okay. Really good YouTube. I think it's like you can learn so much from that. Like anyone can. Like highly recommend it. What 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 kind of um, what topics do they focus on there? So they do like they're like a design agency, but at the ah, same okay. time, they do a lot of uh, like on the business side as well. Like, how do you grow your business as a creative? That's kind of like how you'd sum it up in a sentence. But they have like some really great like speakers they might bring on, or just like the way that they derive like certain case studies or like practical application of like design in the in the business like minded world. Like I think it's like really great content. Okay. Yeah, that actually sounds awesome. I'm going to check that out. I think I'll definitely be checking that out. I'm pretty well, sure. Have... Yeah, you'll probably like that too. Yeah, I most likely will. And I still have at least two more weeks in quarantine, so I might as well. I have plenty of time. Plenty of That's time. enough time to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I really like that you keep using the word empathy. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you Where did I you pick up on that? Too much. Where did you pick up on that? Uh, well, I would say the future like helped reinforce it. But oh, I mean, they, a lot of they it, focus on the thought of empathy frequently on well, there. Not like not as much as like I am here, but like they do that too. But for me personally, like I've always like grown up as like being like, how can I be like the most understanding version of myself? You know, like even when it comes down to like, like why isn't this girl responding to me? Like trying to get into her <laughs> shoes and like, okay, maybe maybe he's like sus or maybe he's ugly or maybe like he responded five minutes too late and just like trying to fully encompass all the possibilities and like understand someone as much as possible like that's like one of like my main goals in life yeah that's actually empathetic version of yourself right exactly that's that's also one of mine that's why i've tried to be i I personally try to be as transparent as possible not Mm -hmm. only to to benefit the people around me so that they're not you know not confused by who I am and what I am, whatever, but also right. for myself to not confuse my get myself confused in who I am, and mm-hmm. uh, I think empathy is a big part of that because it's not only is it being empathetic toward the people around you, but also being empathetic toward yourself. And exactly, dude. Like that's that's like one of the biggest things that everybody needs to be aware of is like knowing your own truth, and and how who are that, you as a person? Yeah, who are you as a person, and how does that also affect the people around you? Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that's something we should all be focusing on, like, right now. Because if we're all in quarantine and all like, so many people <laughs> are actually like alone in their quarantine. like, screwing around, like, running outside. Dude, yeah, like, dude, I just... saw, like, these five, like, teenagers just running around, like, dribbling a basketball, like, down the street, like, literally five hours ago. I'm like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, where's your empathy? Literally, like, where, you're gonna, where is You're going to go dribble past the train, walk beside someone with coronavirus, pick it up, take it home bring it to your grandma grandma goes to hospital patients beside her get it and it's just like canada's screwed yep but yep. I mean, they won't know until that kicks in and that's like where empathy is like oh if you thought of this beforehand you wouldn't be doing that exactly exactly even though yeah fuck i wasn't even thinking about that how this whole scenario is an example of who is empathetic and who is not mm-hmm <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, I think you could argue that with, like, a lot of things. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, like, with any other, like, virtue or, like, um, saying that goes. Yeah. Um, do you Do you have any uh, favorite animes that you've been watching recently? Oh. Ooh. I've been kind of uh, out of the anime game for, like, a year now. So I'm, I'm not really... 
I mean, not that I'm out I of still, it. Mm -hmm. Go on. I still watch it just simply because it's like it's a lot of uh, visual inspiration. It's like wow, like that's crazy. I wish I could do that. And then you get mm -hmm. hyped up. And then there's also <laughs> like super super great soundtrack. It's like yo, I could pull an all nighter to this song. Like uh -huh. I could shower to this song. Like things like that. Um, <laughs> I, I would recommend. It's not like terribly famous, like Boku Hero or Death Note or anything, but it's called Psychopaths. Dude, I love Psychopaths. <laughs> Dude, like season three just came out. I still have to catch up, but wait, really? I love it. There's like three new episodes or something. Holy shit! Holy shit! Like 45, they're all like forty-five minutes each. Oh fuck! I had no idea that there was even a. It's great. Oh, another one. Um, it's called a. Um, ID Invaded Really mm. interesting plot And all that the soundtracks are really good What's that about? Really good I'm trying to, How do I not spoil this? It's about a It's it's basically a take On how a hero Starts off as maybe Like a uh, Criminal And then basically He goes and Kicks ass and solves Problems and fixes his identity and yeah i, I just don't want i don't want to spoil it so i'm not entirely sure how to describe it but i'm sure if you watch a trailer like that would probably do it way better than i just did <laughs> okay what was it what was he called but id invaded id invaded yeah cool all right i'm gonna look that up i'm gonna look that up dude i fucking love psychopaths i just looked it up the whole third season is out is it only three episodes no there's eight episodes in season three out Okay, there was, I don't know, maybe I looked at the wrong thing, but like... Okay, what was the last episode you remember? Uh, I mean, I know I watched all of season one and two. Season two, how does season two end? It's what color is the name of the last? I don't want to oh, spoil Oh yeah, anything. when they actually get into the core of the civil system. Oh, okay. No, so I watched season three already, but like... I'm pretty sure there was like another like season three part two or something. I'm not entirely sure. Wait, so you I watched the season three that week. came out in December. This all came out from October to December. Eight episodes something of season like, three. Something like that. Uh, I haven't watched that yet. I had no idea there was a third season. Shit, have you it's seen pretty, the movie too? I have not watched. Oh wait, maybe I. I don't remember. I've just consumed too much content on that. The movie's <laughs> dope, man. The movie's dope. It takes place. It takes place like. I think it's between season one and season two, if I'm not mis mm -hmm. mistaken. I haven't seen that it in a while. Probably makes sense. I'm not entirely sure, though. Yeah. Shit. Dude, I am Psycho totally going to download this fucking season three right after we get off this call. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people that are probably listening are like, yo, what, these guys are like geeking out on anime. Like, what is this? <laughs> Sorry. It I happens. Don't not the first time this has happened on the podcast. This has happened several times. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, um, oh, wait, this anime is actually great. And then like, exactly. they get hired for a job because of like this crazy graphic design they made that was inspired by like Psychopaths from this <laughs> random podcast they watched one night. <laughs> exactly, dude. You never know. You never know. Um, one last thing. Do you think I should put out these mm -hmm. podcasts in video form on YouTube? What do you think? Hmm. I mean... Like literally think, just just with the cover art, the like the promotional cover arts that we make for the Instagram and Twitter, but then just slap right. the entire episode on it and put it on YouTube. How do you think that would do? Well, like I think because like when you make a YouTube video, people 
some people like want to be a part of the conversation like and the only way to do it is by commenting like obviously when they watch a podcast they can't like directly like convert what they just like heard into like an idea or a question they have yeah, to like you can't contribute observe live. it and just like take it home yeah. whereas like a video it's like they see who the people are like for you like as the host i think it'd be great because it's like they associate the host with like the series and they're like oh dom 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 this dom that and then they're like dude dom's like the greatest guy ever i've never met him but like in all his <laughs> in all his podcasts he's like he's like the most like charismatic person and like this guy's great yeah I hope so. so i think like there are a lot of like positive um values for like having podcasts on youtube um yeah if you look at the future their youtube they do like a lot of podcasts as well as like educational things so i mean it might be like a, a good similar framework to look at yeah all right sounds good i'm definitely gonna check that out because that sounds like sounds very up my alley mm-hmm. yeah man all right anything else you want to tell the people about before we get off of this um please practice social distancing yes i agree <laughs> running around the park does not mean that you're gonna be safe from uh, coronavirus you can still run into someone just briefly yes. and catch it you never know yes yes indeed uh, be safe um, yeah i don't know what else to say other than practice empathy <laughs> all right uh oh, do you have anything oh, anything oh, you're working oh, on it, you want to tell the people about oh i was gonna talk about the gallery but i still don't have like a solidified theme yet so i don't really want to drop that but coming soon yeah all good all good are right, you planning on doing it in vancouver uh most likely yeah that's because like where most people know me this year or next year well it was supposed to be end of summer but then this thing came up so it's probably gonna get pushed to like maybe fall or even winter even next year entirely or what kind of what kind of work do you plan on showing in this gallery well it's it's gonna be like a reflection of like like in the medias I work in so probably like you're gonna see photos but like hopefully some installations basically things that you wouldn't expect a photographer labeled person to have up right. I'd say right because like I most also... people just see no, go yeah on. oh sorry because like most people are like expecting to see like oh he'll probably just like print out some photos or maybe like a poster of a design he made so like I kind of just want to like really get people thinking like design isn't just 2D it's not just flat it's not just supposed to be like a virtual thing on your computer like you should be able to experience it and enjoy it too yeah yeah absolutely man I too am working on something something a little outside of the usual box for exhibits Ooh. music video no 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 I'm actually da dance video no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear it. Surprise? No, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on putting together a gallery for a particular group of musicians who are also visual artists, and I think it could be something very interesting, very, very oh. interesting. I won't go into too where much is, detail. Where, where is this going to take place? In New York. In New York? Well, I'm going to have to book a flight soon. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, we were going to do it this year, but it's not looking likely because I have no idea when I'll be able to come back to America. <laughs> That's true. It's going to be closing all the borders for like five years or something. Yeah, I have no something clue when crazy. I'm going to be able to go home. <laughs> I really don't know anymore. But all right, I mean, I'm not panicking. It's all good. 
It'll end eventually, right? So yep. Eternal. Eventually. Eventually. All right, man. Tell the tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hubie. So that's H-U-B-E-Y. Uh, LinkedIn, maybe Facebook, if you can find me. But I mean, if like whatever form you find me, I'll probably get back to you within like 24 hours or probably even less during the quarantine. So if you have any questions, just let me know. Word. Word, word, word. And don't forget the nosy librarian. Are you still going to be posting anything there? Or is that just, just random shit? Um, so recently I've been thinking like making it a mood board just because like some people have been like really interested in the way I'm thinking. So maybe just doing process work or like mood board screenshots or whatnot. Yo, to see where, I would like, love that. <laughs> so like that's, that's probably the direction that thing's going. But I don't know. I just always thought of the idea that like... What if your librarian was like super loud? Like, would he be like <laughs> intrusive and like all up in your face, like trying to know everything? So I, I was just like a random name I was thinking about. And then the the profile photo for that's pretty troll too. Yeah, I saw that too. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I hope you do that. I hope you pursue the nosy librarian. That's really cool. We'll see. All right, I'll man. tag you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yo. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been oh, it's been you. great it catching a... up. Great catching up. <laughs> great conversation on this one. No, it was a it was a pleasure. Like I, like it's the first time I ever like voiced out any opinions for like more than five minutes on social media. So like hopefully like if people could take something home like from this talk and like learn something or maybe if it might even inspire something like that's like the main goal. That'd be great. So hell yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thank you, man. Thank you for doing this. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just one last reminder. Again, please be safe. Please take this virus very seriously because it is very serious. And people like me eventually want to go home to their home country and hometown where currently I am stranded on the other side of the world. But that's okay. I'm surviving. Uh, please take this thing seriously. Please wash your hands. Please use your hand sanitizer. Please wear a face mask whenever you leave the house. Please practice social distancing and please don't be stupid. All right. Okay. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you, Hubie. Peace. Peace, peace.